All right, welcome into episode 18 of Audio Bistro. We got Alex Baker on here, Bacon Bakes, whatever you'd like to be. Is that what you go by, is it Bacon Bakes? It was a AIM screen name back in middle school <laughs> that I just kind of couldn't let go. But Alex Baker, yeah, Bacon Bakes, whatever you're feeling. Bacon Bakes, I mean, anything to bring back the AIM username, right? I mean, there's no problem with that. We were all there. We've all been there. If you if you haven't been there, you really don't know the grind of having to like try to like talk to other people you might be interested in. So shout out aim. Uh, but out of New York, Alex, you're, you're putting together a lot of like really euphoric chill EDM. And the reason I was stoked to have you on, you're kind of the first artist I've had on who is more of the instrumental variety of electric dance music, um, might be a bold claim here. But when I like listen to some of your songs and like, let me just, let me just put this for context. So people I don't think I'm going like losing my damn mind, like Awaken, Watercolors, and Spoon Drift. So kind of kind of three mm. of your bigger songs on Spotify. But when I'm hearing those, I'm like, man, this is like if Odessa had a little brother who who just like hated <laughs> hated vocals. So um like a little brother in the sense of like it's more toned down, it's more like more chill than Odessa generally goes, but like kind of has that vibe mm. like when Odessa's like riding a chill wave, like it's kind of on that same that same wavelength with your music. So that's what enters my head. Um, but I appreciate Alex, that. That's, that's high praise. I, I, it's, it's high praise, but I mean, man, you, you make some damn good music. So very thankful you came on. Thank you so much. Um, you know, you just released, I remember with blonde maze. Um, mm -hmm. you know, how's that sound? How's that song so far, you know, kind of landed in terms of, you know, with the reception from your fan base or, uh, blonde maze's fan base. Is this the first project you two have worked on together? Yeah, so I've been trying to work with Blonde Maze for over a year now, I'd say. I, I've always been gravitated to her to her uh, her vocals, and she's also a great producer as well. Um, I reached out to her about this idea I had maybe a year ago. Um, very bare-bones instrumental uh, chords, a bunch of atmosphere sounds in the background, some percussion, nothing too developed. I sent it to her. She got back to me saying she really liked it and would be down to work on it. Kind of, we did our own thing for a while. And then she reached out to me over the summer and was like, Hey, like, let's definitely work on that track you sent a while ago. Um, so she sent over some vocals, um, and had different ideas on the arrangement of the song. So we kind of just totally switched gears with what my original, um, arrangement was. And, and, yeah, it, it turned out really well. In my opinion, there wasn't much back and forth. We produced it in, Pretty much like two weeks, maybe oh, a little less. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and uh, doing great. It, it landed on the Sirius XM. Uh, and we're pretty pumped about that. So, yeah, it's on the Chill channel right now. So, it's getting a lot of rotation, which is awesome to see. Mm -hmm. uh, so, it's a good spot for it. It's a good spot. Any Chill channel is a good spot for it. It's a great vibe. Would highly, highly encourage anyone to check it out. Um, if you just need to get the, you need to get your headspace in the right spot. Uh, Pretty much all your music kind of sends you there. Um, you know, you're a big surfer guy. You know, why do people surf? You know, I've never surfed. Why do people surf, man? Like, what's... <laughs> I've never... Uh, the extent of extent of my surfing career is at some water park where they had the little surfing thing, the fake surf the fake surf exhibit thing that you can, like, yeah, try yeah. to stand up. And uh, that didn't last long, so that's when I kind of realized, like, anything that doesn't last long for me is, like, why, uh, why do people do this? This doesn't seem enjoyable. Well, a lot of people yeah, surf. I, I will say I, I did that as well. I have done that, <laughs> and it's just not the same feel. Okay, it, it, you just don't feel you're you're on the wave. So, 
I don't know. I mean, to me, it's like surfing. It's like you're out in the ocean. There's nothing on your mind. You're just like, you're catching waves. It's just like no other feeling like it once you're up and you're standing. And I don't know, super peaceful, super therapeutic. Mm. Um, it's great. How, I recommend it. How long does it take to learn to like surf, like to be good at where you can catch like a good wave and ride that puppy out? Like how long does it take you to like get to that point? Yeah, if you want to ride that puppy out, it's gonna take a while. You gotta, you gotta start slow. You gotta like start with a really big longboard, catch some white water. So, you know, takes it can take a couple of years to actually like feel comfortable paddling into a wave and standing up. But it's like anything: consistency, yeah, practice, consistency, consistency you'll, you'll is key, it. man. Well, maybe, maybe one day. I don't know. It seems seems outside my maybe just like the Midwest person in me just like is like absolutely not keep your ass on land where you belong. Um, but was curious. You got some, you got some, I was just telling you before this, your Instagram page is like pert near a, like Nat Geo, um, clip, something they got like just out in the wild. It's, I mean, it's a beautiful page, man. They were like, thank you. I, I'm assuming are a lot of the, a lot of the images like you can find on your Instagram or the videos. Are, are you taking those yourself and like putting um, your music on it? So it's a lot, it's a mix. It's like some are honestly stock, videos that I've, that I've okay. gotten offline some from friends uh just a pair of my music i i do a lot of photography but i wouldn't say like I'm super skilled at it mm. uh but half of the half, like half the videos you see are stuff i took i would also credit my sister she's like a photographer and she gets probably 90 percent of all the pictures of me oh so what a my, good, yeah, what my, this? my page would be yeah it would be there would be nothing there if like she she wasn't like skilled and like I don't know. I mean, yeah, I was like, cause I was curious. It looked like some of it was like, Oh, he probably shot this himself with like a drone or something. That's like badass footage and like conveniently goes perfect with the type of music he makes. So I guess having your sister entrenched with, you know, you, your lifestyle, I mean, it kind of fits perfectly the footage you end up capturing to like, you know, kind of highlight a new song coming out. Um, yeah. that's nice. That's nice. I'm sure it saves money too. If you're doing it yourself. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So when did you just dis- spend a lot of Oh yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, no, I totally get it. Like, I've done it myself and it was ridiculous and obviously I'm not doing it anymore. So now it's just a well, sunk cost for me. Hey, is what it is. That's life. But, uh, I was going to ask, you know, yeah. what, when did you like decide that you wanted to make really super luxury elevator music? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I, I had to drop it. I had too many people like give me shit for liking like instrumental type music. I had to, I had to do it. I'm sorry. To be honest, like I don't take that as an insult. I actually love elevator music, so it's like it's chill. (laughs) Some elevator music hits though. It's like people people bash elevator music, and sometimes yeah, yeah, it gets you in the right spot, right headspace. It's good. Mm -hmm. So when did you? Uh, But yeah, I mean, the reason I ask is because instrumental you don't see as many like EDM artists mostly focus on instrumental type vibes. It's a little bit, obviously it's different. There's, you know, no vocals. You do have some vocal chops in your stuff, but like it's, you know, when did you land on like, I want my stuff to be really focused on the music, the elements, you know, when did you go down that path and what made you like land on that path? Yeah, that's a good question. So I, so I guess like, so I play guitar all my life. Like okay. I play electric guitar. I was always into that like chill sound. I um, started with garage band, just messing around <laughs> with, with, uh, Anything I could do, uh, not really knowing. Once I got into college, I kind of wanted to just take it more seriously <clears throat> and try to make my own original music. And essentially, the reason there's no vocals is because I wanted to do everything that 
I knew I could do by myself. I, I knew I couldn't sing, so I knew I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna put any vocals in there. So I wanted to like master the instrumental piece and um do kind of produce as much as I could produce without needing anyone else. Because with, with songs with vocals, you need either a vocalist or you need to be a singer. And I knew I wasn't a singer, uh, and I didn't know any vocalists. I didn't feel ready to reach out to anyone. I didn't really have any credibility at the moment. Like I have yeah. a SoundCloud page. That's really it with like some original pieces. Um, so the vocal chops, I always loved like the Odessa vibe. That's kind of like the main inspiration and couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it just, I don't know. It just adds, adds another, it just adds a different feeling to a song. I feel like it feels more, it feels more emotional. I, that's kind of always the way I thought about like instrumental stuff. Like obviously you can listen to lyrics all day long and you, you get a story out of the lyrics, but for an artist, I feel like a real, real talent. I mean, everyone's talented, but where a real talent is to like tell a story through just instruments. Um, and I feel like your songs do that. Mm. And that's why I think it's a very unique thing. So that when people call it elevator music, that's when I, let's let that's when my, like I perk up and be like, yeah, but you don't get it. Right. Like <laughs> you gotta, like if you can like hear that and then just like literally see the story and like paint that picture just through those <clears throat> those elements that, that that's the beauty of it that's what makes it such a cool like subgenre i guess of like edm music um 100 i i really go for the feel like the feeling it's really like the, the chords the chord progressions like whatever it is that i'm making I, I really try to like the inspiration comes from like making something that makes me feel some sort of way like, yeah it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain. No, I I totally get it. I I think that's exactly what this music does for me too. It just like it makes you feel some tort like something. And if you don't feel something, then like I don't know. I don't want to sound mean, but like get that checked out. <laughs> maybe yeah. Maybe get it checked. <laughs> yeah. Um. But that like, kind of leads into you know. So you released your elsewhere EP in April. Um. Really cool EP. Really liked it, but you know, kind of what we were just talking about. You know, where do you go mentally for like, um, you know, you're sitting down, you're in the chair, you're getting ready to, you know, you're planning out an EP, you're planning out everything for, you know, where do you take yourself mentally for that in terms of like, you know, you got to feel there's a lot of things going into that. Where do you, where do you go, mentally, maybe even physically? Where do you go? Mm. I always like the the songs that I make always bring me to like a place of like it's interesting. It's like a mix of like, it's like a place that feels familiar that you're not really sure exactly what that place is, but it's comforting. But it's also like, uh, it's like a utopia. It's like a perfect kind of living environment, uh, some sort of dreamy place. Um, I, I don't really know where I go. And I think that's like the interesting part. It's like every song kind of brings me to a different it brings up different feelings, even though, like you said, it's just instrumental. And I think I like the idea that it really like leaves the interpretation open to the listener. Absolutely. No, I, I like that. So when you're putting together an EP, are you just like, are you hunkered down? Like, how do you kind of, yeah. Like physically. Do yeah. Do you like, do you like refresh? Do you got to like step back from it a lot, you know, kind of go capture inspiration, you know, how, you know, how do you capture inspiration then for an EP? Like, or are you like really just hunkered in when you're trying to put this all together? Yeah, I've never really got, I've never really been the type to like, I have to see like an insane mountaintop view to like get inspired or like have to drive through, I don't know, being near the ocean to feel that inspiration. 
it's kind of truthfully my inspiration i think my biggest inspiration comes from listening to all different types of music hearing hearing songs that um I, I, when i'm listening to music i'm always listening to like kind of the chords like the the structure um and i usually try when i hear something interesting in a song i try to recreate it um and I, re- I try to recreate a song that kind of spoke to me and then it kind of takes its own shape and I add all my touch to it. And the inspiration is just like, it's a mix of a lot of things. It's like, what samples do I have in my library that I can toss into this project that'll make it pop or make it, you know, it's, there's a lot of different factors. It's really hard to like to pinpoint yeah. inspiration because it changes always. Yeah. I mean, especially with music production, everyone has their own little like this and that thing that helps them get to that place. They got to go to, it's mm-hmm. like not being a method actor, like, but like, you know, kind of being a method actor when you're trying to take, take the form of the music you're, you're, you're creating. Um, but you know, have you ever had like a really, really good idea? Like so fucking good maybe you're like in the middle of like riding that wave and you're just like randomly just like thought of like what would be a cool harmony or something like just some randomly cool Mm -hmm. and then you like never got it into the daw before it was too late and you forgot it and just kind of you're screwed now have you ever had that moment of like shit i wish i I could say that like i heard a melody in my head while i was like in a barrel uh but there's for me it's not that it's like this might sound odd like i've heard like certain bird chirps that made me think like, Hmm, like that could be an interesting vocal type of pitch in a song. Like, let me see if I could find some sort of vocal sample that matches that bird that I heard outside that random, um, stuff like that. I don't really get inspiration from, or I don't get like melodies don't come to me. Corporations don't automatically come to me, but, um, I like to do a lot of like live recording of nature. So I have this like, Oh, sick. Right you're, doing, you're recording oh, your sick. own sounds out there. So this, yeah, I don't know if you can oh, see yeah, this. Yeah. This thing is a field recorder, so it basically captures an extremely high definition quality, like nature. So like I'll, I'll bring it out into my, my family's house in the woods where I know it's like a windy day or something to capture like the rustling of the, oh, of the leaves that's cool. or like, yeah, at night in the summer to like capture like the crickets. Um, oh yeah. Always n- near the ocean to hear like the waves. It's always a critical foundation to a track in my opinion kind of like it's one of those things that's it's in the background that adds a little bit of flavor to the track oh yeah that you don't always think about it's a lot of flavor man when you that's the best part that's like one of my favorite things about music is like when you hear that something like an ambiance like that or just something that adds that just extra little thing that maybe you didn't hear it the first time you heard you like listen to it but the next time you're like oh ooh, what was that that was that was cool, especially when we're talking about nature sounds. It sounds like those are really hard to just like recreate. And I think it's. And I was just talking about this in my in my last episode about that. And I'm already forgetting the movie again. That Zac Efron movie where he's on a run and he starts recording sounds as he's going along his run, and then like he used oh um mm. we should be friends or something like that. Where yeah yeah something yeah. like that. And he was doing that. I was I was like I wonder how many artists like actually go out and like will record sounds in nature like that so that's that's really cool you're the first one to bring up like an instrument like that and say that you're actually going out there and just like hustling hustling animals and 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 uh waves for their sounds <laughs> yeah yeah it adds a really nice touch and it's much more satisfying than finding a sample on or like on youtube like rain noise yeah or yeah crickets it, it's just something satisfying about bringing this tool out into the 
into life. Just knowing it's real. I mean, let me ask, have you ever used <clears> that very instrument there? It looks like uh, you could probably capture like ghost sounds with that. You ever try that? Uh, honestly, I've used it. I've used it to like spy on uh, like some neighbors. Like <laughs> this thing, I swear you could, you could put a, you could plug in your headphones and if you, it's directionally. So if you point it in a specific direction, it'll, it'll amplify the sound. So I've, you know, Yo. you're trying to eavesdrop. Dude, that's some FBI shit sitting out in the car out in front of the person's house, just uh, eavesdropping on their conversation. That's some, <laughs> that thing's powerful. It's great. Maybe don't, yeah. maybe don't try to listen for ghosts of that. You might get some unexpected, like unwanted visitors, but Hey, I don't know. It might be cool. It might be cool. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Agreed. but Kind of moving in then to um, your newest stuff that you're kind of working on right now. It sounds like you're, you're trying to mess with a little bit more of maybe getting some vocalists in there and, you know, kind of pairing up some new songs with some vocalists. Um, you know, what, what's made you want to pursue that? Has it just been a different, you know, trying something out new with your music? You know, kind of where are you trying to go with your with uh, the music from here on out? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I, I've always, back in the day, I, like, I always saw myself working with vocalists and I, I love this, this, you know, vocalists and EDM tracks or like, like soft electronic. That was always like a, just, I don't know, something that always interests me to be able to do one day, but I never really felt like I was at a place where I, I could get the, the people that I wanted to sing on the tracks. Um, so I would say recently, like I've been fortunate enough to have like a good amount of monthly listeners on Spotify and that, really comes into play when you reach out to artists um they don't really take you seriously from my from my uh personal experience when you reach out and you don't have too much going on or too much activity you're not really credible which yeah. is sadly the truth um but now i feel like i'm at a place luckily where i'm able to reach out to specific artists that i've always enjoyed and have them be interested potentially in, in a song that i that i send over so yeah i see it going a mix of both electric like uh instrumentals moving forward and stuff with uh vocalists kind of a mix well i would definitely say that's i mean that's cool i mean for you personally that's got to feel so good to finally kind of get that gratification of like all the work and time you've spent on your music and finally getting to that point where like people you really mm -hmm. like are um coming on your tracks and you know only making them better and you know i mean yeah you got you got like a couple songs on spotify in the millions i mean is that besides mm -hmm. the fact that just good ass music fit for i don't know a shitload of settings beach you already said it being on a mountaintop like all the like euphoric type of like toby and any kind of like really chill vibe you can think of like your music is going to fit for so besides the fact that it's perfect for that you know have you found that success like through you know rotations on serious rotations on playlists um you anything else you're doing is that kind of why you've seen like so much traction towards your music lately yeah, I would say um, the first EP I released, which was in 2020, I believe, I got onto a few Apple editorial playlists, which I had no real idea like what that meant. Um, it, it was like a pure focus playlist, um, and I was told that I was getting like 40,000 Apple streams a day, Ooh. and didn't didn't really know what that meant. Didn't really think much of it, but I but it gave me a lot of validation to think that like. Here I am making music in my bedroom and like an Apple editor is adding it to their, to their editorial place. Like that was like the turning point for me to like really start taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And once that happened, uh, I started to get, I started to see a lot more like Apple playlists being uh, happening, um, gotten some sync play, play, placements. Uh, Lifetime Fitness actually took Awaken and put it into one of their like, one of their trailers. Um, oh, which was really shit. cool. Well, like um, a trailer, uh, like a TV commercial or something? Or? I think it was like an online ad that they were doing. And it, oh. They promoted it, um, I guess, to promote their to promote the gym, but also to like, I think their their spot to promote their spa, like Lifetime Fitness Spa. And they use your um, song for it. And they use it in the background. Oh, that's sick. Um, which was really cool. So it was cool to see how that experience like works. Um, and from there, like I've been really lucky with the serious stuff. I've had about like six or seven songs be added to there. Um, I did a mix for them actually a couple weeks ago. An hour set with Blonde Maze oh. on Sirius, which was a great time. That's it's cool. On my SoundCloud. It's like a very chill. Yeah, it's very like instrumental, chill. Not all instrumental, but it's like a you know, it's a combined mix that we that we made. So you just DJ, you just DJ on a Sirius channel for a straight up hour. Yeah, I mean, what it, what, what it is is like you make the mix beforehand yeah. and send it to them. Okay. So and they just rip it. It's not it's not a live thing, but yeah, they they play exactly what you send them. Uh, which they were lucky, luck, we were lucky enough, like they reached out to us and said, like, we'd love, you know, an hour long set from you. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, it was part of the, yeah, it was cool. That's badass. No, that's the first time. And the, this is the reason I love asking this question, you know, how they, how artists are finding like traction, because like one of my earlier episodes with Native, he was saying like, he got added to a Starbucks playlist and that helped him out a lot. I was like, well, that's something. And then a lot of people mentioned, you know, mm -hmm. this like playlist getting randomly added. They're just getting added to, you know, New Music Friday. And then like this one, you know, you're on Sirius, you're putting out, get, putting out a, an hour-long set on Sirius. is like, that's fucking, that's so sick. That is really sick. Um, I, I was going to, I was like, did I miss this completely? Like, I, I'm assuming, like, what's like the, not the market, that for like, if you ever wanted to DJ live shows, how the hell would you, how, if you, okay, let's see, let's say you get asked to DJ a show, and do you think there's a market, an audience big enough to fill any kind of venue to listen to your kind of music? Like, I, I guess I've never experienced that. Has that ever been like a conversation? It's, it's a tricky question. Like, I don't, I don't personally think I have enough of a fan base in a specific city to pull in enough like, people for a show. Like your genre, like let's, let's say you had like a really big reach, but like, how does, mm -hmm. am I just missing something? Are there like venues that will have people who have similar music to like an instrumental vibe? I mean, I think seeing this live would be a total trip, but like, it's not like your mm. average EDM show where it's just like an action, like yeah, you're actually tripping. Right. <laughs> like, um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's definitely, it's definitely a thing for like, there, I mean, there's within the genre, there's bigger artists that are, uh, in the similar, the same genres, maybe like just way more popular. Like, do you know, like Casbo, Casbo? Yeah, yep. I don't know Love, how to pronounce yeah, it. I think it's Casbo, K-A-S-B-O, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like love that. Shalu. Yep, love that. Um, I know you're a big Adam fan. I like Adam's music as well. Yeah, yeah. Adam. I actually recently saw him. Met him for the first time actually last this past oh, week. Oh, badass. It's great. Um, but yeah, uh, like if you open for a big, big named act in the same genre, I think that's kind of where the opportunity is okay. in terms of live show. So how are you? Like, Hard to say. If though. you took it, if you took it live, do you like? I don't know. I guess maybe I've never watched a Casbah live show, but like, do, are you obviously? If 
are you keeping the song? I guess my biggest question here is, are you keeping the song as it is? Like a lot of artists will like remix their own track for like a, a, a live set and they'll like make it, you know, they'll just do something different. Like, you know, think of like a really heavy synth millennium song that when he takes it live, it just becomes mm-hmm. a dubstep drop instead. Um, like, mm-hmm. is that something where like Casbo or even Adam, like any of those guys, but they're like more chill vibes that they're tweaking to add some punch to it in like a live show or they like keep it in as is, which I still think would be cool. Yeah, I think I think they mainly keep as is. They just like create extended intros and mm. create specific versions of that track so they're able to mix it in um if they're doing a DJ set or maybe add like a club maybe it could be like a club edit where like the the kick is a lot more present. Interesting. Depends really. I, and I don't really have too much experience, but it is something I definitely want to get into at some point. No, that's like, what I cool. figured I'd ask. I didn't know if you had thought about it. Or mm-hmm. You want to dabble, dabble in the the scene a little bit, but I've never seen a show like that where it's your kind of music or just instrumental, chill, instrumental, euphoric stuff. I was like, I wonder if they just keep it all the same, or if they like will remix it like any other artist and just like add some kind of just dubstep drop to an otherwise chill EDM <laughs> song, take you on this really low key vibe, and then just out of nowhere just fucking punch you in the face with something. <laughs> never know. You never know. You don't. And speaking of you never fucking know, we got the second edition of this segment, and I'm going to drop it on you right now, and, you know, God bless you for the answer you're coming up with, because this might be very random, but if you could only play one song, one song only, for an entire 24-hour period, that one song is not turning off, what song are you playing? And you gotta remember, so, you gotta you gotta remember the consequences of listening to the song for twenty four straight hours. You might never hear it again. Or you just might hate it. You might just for the rest of your you life. might just like go you out. You probably go out to kill the artist after you listen to it for twenty four hours. Uh, if it's a twenty four hour thing, I'm thinking like something that's gonna be calm and not irritate me. <laughs> something that has the least amount of action in the song. I, I don't know if you know Enya, the artist Enya. Mm. She is. She's a very, I can't describe it. It's like very new age. It's like, it's nothing related to my genre, okay. but it's just, it's like on my sleep playlist. Okay. So you, you know what I'm saying? You listen to, so it, it would be like, it would be on the background. It'd be like, if I'm like doing work, it'd be like a nice, like, you know, okay, comforting, like okay. be there. That's a good, hey, it wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me. That's a good enough cop. I didn't think of like uh, ways you could get around this and still make it work. You just have it playing in the background <laughs> subtly all day. It could possibly like possibly work, especially if it's a sleep track and then you can just sleep straight through. Okay. Hey, I respect exactly, Cause it's 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. Not, I don't want like a, you know, Odessa yeah. and also, some sort of banger in the background. I also yeah. don't want to hate Odessa. I also don't want to hate Enya, but um, you know, it sounds like this is, this is ideal music to listen to for 24 hours. So I appreciate your workaround. Cause oh, yeah. I, I did not prepare you for that question. So I appreciate your workaround and uh, think it through that one for me really quick. Yeah. What would you, what would you choose? Oh shit, man. You can all ask that back. I think I got an answer for this. Um, <laughs> fuck. um, I don't know. Let me, let me think. Let me, let me put on some bad radio here for like five seconds here. Um, I would put on, man, what song could I, how can I make it through? I don't know. Now you got me thinking about what I listen to when I go to sleep. I usually listen to just some waves when I go to sleep, and I can't do that for 24. You know what I would do? No, I'm going to take that back. I don't know. I hate that. Maybe maybe I listen to maybe I listen to Candy Shop by 50 Cent, and I really have no reason why. I just I just I just looked at my wall, and the first thing that came to my head, I just looked yeah, at my bare my, my bare my bare wall, and the first thing that popped in my head was. 
candy shop <laughs> 50 <laughs> so that I'm, yeah that works fuck. uh i don't know i'm gonna come back to it i'm gonna think of something because i did want to cover while we're while we're talking through this um i'm gonna think of something and come back with it but for now tentatively yeah let me know tentatively candy shop by 50 cent um that's <laughs> Please never ask me. Ne- never return return fire. Okay, that was that was, that was shitty. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Response. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I should have been ready. That's on me. That's on. That's on. That's user error. Um, but hey, it sounds like you you're. We kind of talked before the episode. You're working on some new stuff right now, uh, with Hanging Valleys, um, a song called <laughs> Lights. That um, it sounds like we're gonna get a little snip at the end of the episode. Is that is that happening for us? Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a little. Preview. Oh. Oh hell yeah, Alex! Well, thank you so much yeah. for that. You know, tell tell me about you know this new track with you know Hanging Valleys. It sounds like it's more of an indie. You you tell you dive into it for sure. I discovered this group Hanging Valleys maybe four or five years ago. They popped up probably on my Discover Weekly on Spotify when that was kind of early days, and something about their voice was just extremely captivating. It was like it, it was like f- falsetto style voice like Bon Iver or like hmm. I don't know if you know Novo more but very like very smooth very pleasing very uh atmospheric um and I always kind of like felt a sense of like calm or comfort when I would listen to their songs um and when I started making electronic music like I always kind of thought like it would be sick to make a song with them so uh, about six months ago I reached out with no expectation of anything. And they got back to me. Um, I sent them a demo. They got back to me saying like, we would love to like collab on this. And they're an indie folk ambient group. And they put the, they put together vocals within, I would say two days. And those vocals, I didn't change uh, at all. All I did was like put some reverb on them, put some processing, but it was very little back and forth. And the track came out, very nice, in my opinion. We love when that happens. It's a, it is a very simple process, and we we both agreed on a lot of things. We both gave each other some feedback, and it was very, it was very healthy collaboration. Ooh, I would say we love healthy, productive collaborations. I didn't ask this. Are you doing all the like mastering on your end as well? Are you doing all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. So mixing, mastering, I've I've always done. Oh, really? I feel from like, the get go, you started doing that. <clears throat> yeah, I. I have always done it. I, in my mind, it's like master, like mixing is the most important part. Um, mastering my mastering techniques are just to get it to a level that it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, volume wise comparable to other tracks within the yeah. genre. And yeah. I know what Spotify, the level Spotify takes, um, and what they'll squash if, if it's too loud. I kind of understand that. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, well, a lot of people send it out. Yeah, right? it's, it's, it's really... a shit pro- for for me. I don't know. I just thought it's a shit process. Like I just didn't have the capacity to try to learn all that and like be good at it. I did like slightly mm. try just to like say I did it and like I happily failed at it, but more so that was kind of the what I put out trying to and like I just got to the point where I was like this is too much of a mental drain on me and it's it's like for me mm-hmm. it kind of just took the personal like joy of like the whole creating the song. Um, and that whole process, like I wanted to like get it and then just like trust someone who actually knows what the hell they're doing to do it. So I can like kind of focus on other things. So kind of like, just, like yeah. personally took away, but like I, t- I have mad respect for people doing it themselves because it's a, it's a beast to tackle, um, and do it and do it good. But 
I mean, your stuff's it's, it's right on par. So you're doing it. You're doing something right. Um, I appreciate that. But I'm I'm stoked, man. I'm stoked to hear this song. We'll let everyone hear it. And I did think of my new song. I have a much better one. Um, I started thinking down a rabbit hole of like your similar genre, and I got to this song that I heard back in college from a buddy. It's called Cherry by Ratatat. You're familiar? Okay. So I don't know Cherry. I've no I've heard of Ratatat. This this song is another one of those songs that like tells a story. I, I would I would love for you to listen to it and tell me what you think because it is like a minutes and minutes and minutes of a buildup, and then like you think they're finally at the peak. You think they're finally gonna send like just send you down the drop and. You, you think that like five different times and then like once you finally get there, it's like the most satisfying thing when it hits. Um, but it's like one of those things like every time I've listened to it, it's still hard to pre- like, I still like can't fully predict when they're going to actually hit the drop. Um, but just a super, super long buildup. Yeah. Cherry by Ratatat. That's going to be my, that's going to be my 24 hour song. Yeah, I just saved that. I will listen to that later. Good, very curious. Yeah, good little one to dive down. But yo, thank you, thank yeah. you so much for coming on, Alex. Um, I'm I'm really stoked to share this. Um, a little teaser of lights with hanging valleys. Um, kind of sounds like it's sounds like you're kind of growing your sound through this track. I mean, if, am I wrong? It doesn't. It seems like it's something's a little different than what you normally been doing. Yeah, it's definitely different from my normal. It's a little bit more uh, minimalist production. Mm. Um, more of a focus on uh i would say it's a combination of like their beautiful vocals and like a smooth kind of simple production that's that's awesome yeah i i'm stoked for that but um you know before we drop off why don't you go ahead and just quick plug uh where the folks can find you on you know if you got a website your socials um rather you speak it than me Mm. for sure uh yeah simply put my my instagram is bacon bakes it's uh shout out aim my aim screen name from 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 (laughs) two. Yeah, it's B-A-K-I-N-B-A-K-E-S. Oh yeah. Instagram. Oh yeah. Well, that's where you can find them. Um as a surfer as a surfer guy, one last question. Um, what's your favorite like surfer dude, surfer bro word? Do you say any surfer guy stuff? Just this. It's just this. Just hang loose. No, that's good. That's good. I was hoping you were gonna say like hang loose. There's, there's no words. There's just no words. Yeah. That says it all. All right. That's all it is. Cool. Well, Alex, thank you so much <laughs> exactly. for coming on. It was a pleasure talking to you. A pleasure getting to learn more about you and your music. Um, I loved it. Uh, and I love what you're putting out. So please, please don't stop and please keep I appreciate that. Please keep growing. But yeah, thank you so uh thanks so much for coming on. Of course. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Good time. Now let's kick it over to Alex Baker and Hanging Valley's little snippet of lights. Mm-hmm.